I imagined being kept in the ivory tower or whatever, but that clearly wasn't what it was about. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it means more. It, it means not having to worry, not having to, to face things even alone. I mean, sure. Everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Kennedy Connect. Hello. Yes. So this is Pastor Brendan. In case you haven't realized, uh, Pastor Andrea is not here. I'm not Pastor Andrea. Yes. 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 Correct. So, uh, Pastor Brendan. I thank you for pointing that yeah, out I, I, for this everybody. This is what I'm good at. This is my third one, number three. Of Kennedy Connect. I thought I really Kennedy Connect. I thought I really arrived with the first one. And then I was actually invited back for a second. Well, that just means you just killed it, right? It was super I good. I don't know. And, and then the second. And so now the third time, right? So now this is like, I didn't get like a two and a half. I don't know. I thought maybe I'd get called in to help out with it. But no, it's three. Well, actually, I'm, maybe next week because I can't do this next week. So oh. yeah. So maybe it'll be you and Andrea. Oh, so, okay. There we go. Uh, we, stay tuned for that. But yeah. So Pastor <laughs> Brennan uh, is our interim children pastor here at church. He preached last week and it was super good. And we're going to talk about it. Yeah, so um, I came up with a sermon. I was literally going through our churches doing, we're trying to read the whole Bible in the first 90 days of the yeah. year. And I was on it and I came across this and it, it just, it triggered me. I don't know, it, it drew me in. And I told my wife, I said, this was a sermon that could have written itself when I read it. Okay, so you came across, I was going to ask you, how did you land on this? So the, the passage you preached from was Numbers 6, 24 to 26. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. Maybe I'm a terrible person and a terrible pastor. Numbers? Eh. Well, so, you know, there I There are some more interesting parts of the scriptures. <laughs> I read that thing that said this is like the statistics of the Bible. But right. I was thinking about the year 2021, and I was thinking about that I felt like God wants to give us a blessing this year. Yep. I feel like we're we're going to reopen our church soon. We have a new children's wing. I, I feel like our our faith community mm. is going to receive a huge blessing. I, and I was just thinking that, and this sermon, I mean, this verse came up. I, I'm yeah. listening by audio. I'm not really reading. Right. I'm the audio person. I've never done that before. And this verse came up, and I just said, that's it. Yeah. This is our calling for the year. This is the calling for the sermon. This is, the, it, there's so much action in here. Sure. It's super applicable, right? And, and, and I'm like, well, this has to be it. No, it's good. So for everyone keeping track at home, you broke down numbers. So the blessing is in number six, 24 to 26. So you can go there and, you know, read, read along with us. Read it for us, Jason. So, just read it out. Uh, well, I actually don't, I, I probably should have a... I've been doing around to me, uh, but but essentially numbers six twenty four to twenty six. So earlier you were talking about how okay, so you broke down the passage, but there was another nuance that you thought oh, was very practical that we should think about as we move forward. I had said, you know, it's it, so the an interesting part that I had never come across before was this idea that that you're talking to slaves. And this is a master description. So if you would think of this, I'm going to read it. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Mm. Now you look at that and, and this one author I was reading was talking about if a slave had a master that did this, that slave would feel richly rewarded by the master. Mm-hmm. And so it goes into this thing that now Israel is free. 
They, they have been set free. They're no longer slaves. And now they get to show what it is to be a master. So they're understanding who their master is, who they represent, and this is their challenge to represent them like this. And I feel like we could take this and plug it in our lives and say, we want to represent God the exact same way. Sure. So as we walk through these, this, this blessing um, that Moses told Aaron, well, God told Moses, Moses told Aaron, go ahead and bless the people this way you know, pray this prayer over them. Uh, so one of the things is, may the Lord bless you, right? So now we are to go and be a blessing. And in your message, you gave a, a, a beautiful example of that. But as we think about that, okay, so how can I actually be a blessing today? Is that sort of the thing like we're yeah. supposed to be thinking about? Like, how can we apply this and bless others? How can, it's a great question to ask, because I think there's blessings that happen all around us, mm -hmm. but we get caught up in our own lives and we miss it. Sure. And I think sometimes we get confused, like what a blessing actually is, right? Like, um, oh, I got a paycheck today. That's a blessing. I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh, or, you know, th th my home is comfortable or whatever, right? But sometimes, so at the, at the root of the word to bless is this idea that a blessing is for our greatest or our highest good. Now, maybe that is in the name of uh, our happiness and comfort and wealth and security and that sort of thing. But maybe it's not. It could be way beyond there. Right. I've always wondered if you went to the rich young ruler, Sure, Christ gives him this incredible challenge, go and, and give away all you have mm -hmm. and come and follow me. Mm -hmm. um, how would he have been blessed? Right. I mean, I've always, that's, that's the unwritten book right there. You know, we would probably have him as a disciple. I mean, he might have a whole book dedicated sure. to him in the Bible. Right. Because to your point, the words Jesus actually extend to him is leha harai, come and be my disciple. So you're right. He could have written a gospel, right? Absolutely. And so you, you come back to that and say, it's not about your happiness. Right. It's not about your comfort. It's about your wealth, but it could be about all those sure, too. Sure, it could. Absolutely. I mean, it could be a part of it. But I think what's interesting about this concept of, of to be a blessing, especially with the understanding that it is for that person's greatest or highest good. In other words, you have to know them, right? So it's not like a blanket blessing, like, oh, every, a blessing for you know this entire generation or all of these people is going to look like this. No, not necessarily, right? It, it's for that individual's greatest or highest good. And, and so I think there's definitely this element of, of knowledge, right? Like, like a, uh, an interpersonal experiential knowledge of people. So I think that's what we're called to also. Well, you know, but you, you hear those things going on. So we went, we went to Ikea. We actually had a couple other kids from the church with us, with our family, and we stopped at Ikea. And the woman in the line behind us was telling the gentleman that she was with, how, oh, these are my favorite chocolates. I just can't get one. I've been watching myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do it. And we went through and I, I grabbed one and I bought it. And then we were going out. I'm like, I think you deserve to treat yourself today. And I slid it back. Boom. And we left. And she's like, oh, no, <laughs> he didn't do that. Did he just do that? Did yeah, he yeah. just, oh, and, you know, and she's like all over the map. And my kids were like, what is going on? Uh -huh. 
And, and so I personally believe that we can be a blessing all over the place if we are just observing what's going happening. Sure. And maybe us. that's the challenge, right? We're just a little bit more observant, right? We listen a little bit better uh, to those around us. So, and, and with the intentionality that as we enter into a space, like in your message, it was uh, Waffle House or Ikea <laughs> or whatever that, no, there no, are... Just for everyone to know, Jason's all-time favorite restaurants, Waffle House. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> gift cards are accepted. He will hate me for that. I I will hate you for that. You're right. Uh, because some of the students that I have know, because I have some, here's, this is what I didn't tell you. I have some students who love Waffle House. And when I meet them, you know, to talk or whatever, that's where we meet. And for the kids, they love it. And I just like, I, I basically gag, but uh, you know, whatever. It's not about me. It's about them. But the, the point is, right. We go, we enter into spaces because no matter where we are, there are always people and, yes. and, and everyone is a story. And so, yeah, just be intentional. I think with that and, and this whole idea of being a blessing, doing what could be greatest um, or for their highest good, I think is, is a good idea. Well, I mean, and, okay. I'm just going to say really quick and you see it all the time. You're, you're walking out to the grocery store from the grocery store, right. Home Depot, Lowe's, somebody's heaving, hoeing to get something in their car. Right. And uh, pre COVID times, you felt really comfortable going and helping them with that yeah. and, and doing whatever you can to help out. The opportunities are there the whole time. Mm hmm. So we better quit talking about being a blessing. No, I think it's, no, it's good. But I think at the end of the day, it takes time, which for many of us, that is perhaps the most valuable, you know, currency we have uh, is, is spending time with someone else. Uh, but it's good, right? It's good. It's, it's, it's probably the highest value of currency in yeah. many ways. Sure. No, exactly. So then the passage continues and it says, okay, and, and keep you, right? May the Lord keep you. May the Lord keep you. And I uh, like how you broke that down. It, in the original, it's kind of this idea of protection um, for, for a purpose, right? So we need to protect people. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I first read it, I I imagined being kept in the ivory tower or whatever, but that clearly wasn't what it was about. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it means more. It means it it means not having to worry, not having to 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 face things even alone. I mean, sure. I don't know. No, especially during COVID, I would say, right? Because I mean, at a time when isolation and depression is just through the roof in people's mental health and psychological health. And so ultimately a lot of it is protecting people or someone else from themselves. Right. And, and a certain thought pattern, uh, which again requires time, right? So maybe it's, that's the thing. Maybe, maybe this is all about time. I should have preached about time. I, well, I, <laughs> no, I, 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 but maybe, right. I think honestly, yeah. at the end of the day, a lot of scripture is, you know, in case of point is what God does in and for and through us is being with us, right? Within our space, within time. So, yeah. um, yeah, but I think ultimately, you know, to keep us to, or we are called to protect, to keep others. And, um, ultimately another point that you brought out was so that they can experience peace or wholeness or completeness yes. or one of my favorite words, Shalom. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was surprised <laughs> you skipped right over that in the, the little pre-notes. Yeah. And this is like the major word I feel like you geek out over I on everything. I geek out. I just think it's so interesting because it's all over scripture. And that's, ultimately, I think that is our call. So what do, what do you think of, what do you think of the Lord smile on you? Because I had not really looked at this ever before this right. lesson, this sermon. So what, what I thought about 
for whatever reason, I'm not sure why, but what I th- instantly my mind when I read this, I jumped to the story of the prodigal son. It's usually what we call it, but we more accurately should call it the story of the loving father. Um, and this whole idea oh, of I like how... that. I don't know if I've ever heard that Because that's really what it's about. I'm giving you Jason credit it's for that the... one. Street cred <laughs> right there for that. I don't know. Well, because really... This... I'm sure you stole that from somebody. Um, just, you know. I don't... Maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, it's if all I, good. If I did, I honestly don't remember. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, the whole story of the prodigal son, it really isn't about the son at all. No. Especially because there are two sons um, th- who are both lost just in different ways. But it, the consistent thing, right? The common denominator is the loving father, the loving father and yeah. how he responds totally differently to the two sons who are disconnected. And my point is though, in both situations, um, whether it's the first son or the second son, the father goes out and responds differently, but still this, the father takes initiative and the father engages the son. And while the father it, within its culture could and probably should react and respond a certain way, he doesn't. He responds in a space and in an affect of love and acceptance and generosity. And so when, when in this verse, when it talks about the face shine upon, like that's what I thought, right? Okay, so here's the father and we have all sorts of children but no matter what, God takes initiative and, and, and engages in this, this space of love and acceptance and generosity. I See, when, when I read this, I, I immediately thought of my oldest daughter mm. when she was right after she was born. And I remember thinking about how much my wife would love her. Mm. And that I just never thought my wife could ever look at her and just not break into this incredible mm-hmm. smile. Mm-hmm. And and I thought that's that's just incredible love. But then one of the authors wrote, can you imagine getting in trouble and going to see your dad and your dad, instead of being upset, just smiling mm-hmm. over the fact, I mean, that you, you know, that you've made him proud. Sure. Even even if you thought you were screwing it up, that you still made him proud. Right. And and I think that was, you brought, talked about that in your sermon, but the whole point of this, I think, is leaning into this idea that God is just, he, he loves us, right? Yes. He takes initiative and he's like, I am madly in love with you and I want you to be madly in love with people I'm madly in love with. If you looked at the, before we got started, Jason mentioned the action words in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, the verbs. <laughs> you look at these verbs and yeah. what an incredible look at God in these verbs. Right. Bless, keep. Smile. I don't even know how you break that smile because it's like a whole sentence. The Lord smile on you. Right. Smile, gracious. Now, for everyone out there, I totally, I thought I said I skipped the line, be gracious to you because of time. Jason says I said I stepped over the line. But you break it down now, right? To be gracious. I, to, well, I'm, I want to go over those action verses. Gracious, favor, peace. I, I mean, this is an incredible God, is it right. not? I mean, 
Right. And a lot of times I think we we think, uh, you know, he's out to get us, right? And so it's like, we better keep in mind, right? Or else, you know, he's like Zeus or something. It's like, no, 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 no. This is what he wants for us. And this, you know, a lot, of, this is the motivation, I would say, behind a lot of the things that, yeah, that he does on our behalf. And then he wants us to do for others. My daughter, the, this morning, we, we homeschooled. My daughter was, um, she was reading about slave owners. Mm-hmm. And this one owner let his slaves go. Mm-hmm. He reached a point where he said, slavery is done. This is wrong. I've been doing it wrong. I, I feel called to let him go. He let his slaves go and his slaves said, no, we, you're not that kind of a slave owner. Mm-hmm. Can we stay and work for you? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you can, but I, I have to pay you. I have to keep you. I have to. Mm-hmm. And, and I think... That's an incredible, an incredible look. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And, you know, so it made me go back and think of something else that Moses wrote, right? So in Deuteronomy uh, 26, and, and Deuteronomy 26, verse 18 is, is super interesting. Um, I'm just going to read it real quick. Um, and so Moses writes this. He says, the Lord has declared today that you are his people his own special treasure, just as he promised, and that you must obey all his commandments. Now, everyone, wait, you, you got to, he did this beforehand, and I missed it for a second. How, does it, how did you connect? How did you go from this verse to that verse? Well, just kind of talking about like the goodness of God and how he looks at us, right? Through yeah. this lens, which, and, and again, this is, you know, numbers is written by Moses. So it makes me think, okay, what are other things that Moses writes about us and how God looks at us? And that just made me jump back to Deuteronomy um, and in, in Deuteronomy 26, right? Where basically it says that we are his own special treasure. But what's interesting about that is in Hebrew, the word is segula. And which just sounds mysterious, like, oh, the segula. <laughs> and I'm not, it's weird. But what's interesting is segula literally means a special or unique jewel or treasure. And, and, and so it's almost like, okay, we, you know, some of us have treasures, but the, the concept of a segula is the uniqueness, right? So each person, like God looks at you and you're like, no, I have, I have other jewels, right? I have other treasures, but you, you are unique. You are different, right? A special treasure, like something I highly value. And, and I just think that's interesting when it comes to understanding who we are, right? This is like an identity. Well, in, in, okay, so you think of this, right? Um, my son got, my wife does not like this. He got one of those rock polishers. Oh, yeah. And the problem is, is it sounds like you're polishing rocks, you're grinding rocks uh-huh. all the time. And she's like, oh, I get so tired of that. But you, everyone is unique, mm-hmm. individual. And and to really make it shine, to make it come through, to make it something special, you have to polish it. Mm-hmm. And you have to use like special mineral oils. Mm-hmm. And and as you talk about that special treasure, I in some ways I, I think this is almost like your polishing kit. Sure. For that special treasure. Mm-hmm. Everyone is this unique treasure to God. Mm-hmm. And this is how we we polish that. We honor that. We bring it to life. Mm-hmm. We create that glow, that mm-hmm. jewel, that yeah. 
I don't know. No, absolutely. And and so may, and that's maybe that's what we're called to do, right? Is yes. to see in each other. And even and I think Andre and I talked about this a week or so ago. You know, Jesus says some ridiculously challenging things, um, right? And and a lot of times when we think of being a Christian or being a Jesus follower, it's like, oh, well, that's easy. You just do this and that, whatever. No, man, Jesus says to love our enemies. That's really difficult, right? When you stop and think about it. But perhaps all of this stuff is really saying the same thing. Even our enemies are a special treasure. Are a treasure, right? And that's the thing that's a trip is like, you know, you can, oh, oh, okay. So I'm just going to put you on blast for one second, then we're going to be done. Okay. So it was my son's birthday a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, it was my son's birthday. And Brendan rolls over to my house and gives my son a gift. Your son is amazing. He needs well, I gifts. I mean, no, the, the right. apple doesn't fall far. <laughs> From Andrea, that is. But <laughs> yes, uh, and, and right, so you show up. Okay, what was my point of telling the story? Um, I don't know. No, I'm still going somewhere. Um, <laughs> it's special, this is so awkward. Special gift. Uh, we show up. I'm thinking. You give a. We gave him a oh, gift. I got it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Here we come. So, you show up with a gift for my son. Now, it was totally a gift for him. Oh, I actually gave him two gifts, right? Something yummy to eat oh, and, and yeah. a toy. Um, the thing is, that was clearly for Noah. Yeah. But. In that act, you showed me great love and respect and honor because you are loving someone that I love. Oh, no, I was thinking of Andrea. Okay, no, good. No, and definitely no, Andrea, right? No, she's, I'm just she's, no absolutely. Right, I love you, the, Jason. But this it's is all the good. Point. I was here. No. Like, God is like, listen, you show honor and love to me by honoring and loving those that I love including yes. people that we think are our enemies, which is a real challenge, right? Especially today, in a, let's be honest, in a culture where we find it very difficult to disagree without, like, hatred, right? And it's like, no, we, we, are, we don't all line up on opposite sides of the line. We can disagree. We can have conversation. But at the end of the day, everyone is a secular, right? Is God's yes. treasure. And we can honor and love God by respecting and honoring and loving those whom God loves, even if they look different, act different, sin different. It's still, right? We honor and love God by loving those whom God loves. The secular. That was, that's like an incredible wrap up. <laughs> well, look, uh, uh, thank you. Uh, I'll, uh, so, so that was for free. Um, sweet. So thank you for joining us uh, this week. I'm sure you'll do it again, right? So oh, yes. you did such a good job. So we'll go for four. Uh, will you pray for us uh, as we end? Absolutely. I would love to. Okay. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, boy, thank you for this blessing. And thank you that we can not only apply it to our lives and look at it for the future, but we can look at it as a way to take care of your special treasures, your special jewels that you've given us the opportunity to interact with and help us to know how to show them who our master is. We love you. Amen. Amen. Cool. Thank you so much for being here. Thank Thanks you so much for, for having watching. me again. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. I'm not going to be here next week. This will actually be the, the first time since uh, we've been starting this thing. So we'll see what happens. But have a good week and we'll see you later. Bye. That's why he gets paid in bars of gold. Gold treasures are somewhere. <laughs> bars of gold. Yeah. Gold plated. <laughs> it's, it's like heavenly bling, really. So. Ah.
That freaks me out. 